Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi, and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Uh, This is your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Today I am joined by Antonio Sangio, who is... um, very well known in the hypnosis community. Um, It's a form of hypnosis called introspective hypnosis. And as you may know or may not know, I practice quantum healing hypnosis technique in addition to this other form that um, Antonio is bringing to the world. Welcome, Antonio. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Christian. Thank you for having me here. It's a pleasure to be with you here. Oh, thank you. Um, This work is just fascinating in what it brings to consciousness. It is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, can you talk a little bit about maybe how you came to it, maybe why you started doing it? Well, um, let me start by saying that introspective hypnosis is is a method that has different techniques uh, within it. Uh, Introspective hypnosis combines, um, you you have forgiveness therapy, uh, role change, a little bit of Ericksonian when it comes to the metaphor and the stories. You have past life regression. You have what else? Uh, what, is, what, what I call spirit, spirit assistance, uh, which some other people are called spirit releasement, even though I, I tell, tell everybody we're not releasing anything. We're helping our brothers go to the light, you know, spirits, spirit attachments. And so how is it that I got to introspect the hypnosis? That's a good question. Uh, I started with QHHT, Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique, uh, and I trained with Dolores Cannon. I did the uh, level one online, and the level two, I went to the class. And back then, the only way to do level two was going to the live class. That was a requirement, and there's where I met uh, my friend and colleague, Alba Weinman. Mm-hmm. Yes, Alba so, is very well known in this. Yeah, yeah, and we're good friends. We we grew together in this field. We constantly call each other and help each other evolve. And and I guess we'll talk about that next. It's about the classes that we're te- uh, that we're teaching. Mm-hmm. So um, to be honest, what I when I when I uh, want, they decided that I wanted to practice hypnosis, uh, I started looking on. So watching videos on YouTube, and the first thing that I, the first videos that I found was Aurelio Mejia, one of my teachers, mm-hmm. uh, the, the one that I learned this technique from. And um, but back then, due to my work, I was still working a full time job. I was not able to travel to Colombia, and he was not coming to the U.S. yet. So I made a comment to my cousin, and my cousin said, "There's this lady, Dolores Cannon, that uh, does this in the U.S. Have you heard about it? No." When I checked the website, I noticed uh, that she was well-known, I had some videos, and I noticed that um, she was teaching this online and live. So I said, this is what I want to do. So once I made the decision, I trained in QHHD. I, at the beginning, it was kind of difficult because I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is part of the uh, Bible Belt, so it was not that easy to get volunteers. And family and relatives are not the best volunteers when you want to practice. So um, I was able to go to Miami where I, I lived, where I lived for a few years. I was able to get some practice sessions. And then as I progressed with the technique, I, I noticed that I needed something else. I noticed that during the session I was presented with different situations that 
were not covered by QHSD. And some of the situations that QHSD does not believe on or believe in. So um, I felt that my obligation was to my client. I didn't want to have a client come here and maybe not go into a past life, maybe not visualizing what I needed to visualize and, and just leave my office. So that's when I, I started, because um, the universe allowed me to bring Aurelio to Charlotte. I hosted Aurelio two years in a row. And I shadow him for quite a few sessions each time. And there's when I gained the experience. So uh, then when I started identifying more with introspective hypnosis because it is very flexible, flexible and it is not only about past lives. Yes, it's about healing as QHHC is about healing. But uh, the introspective hypnosis focuses on this life, looking for the origin of psychosomatic symptoms, fear, phobia, sadness, any repressed emotion that might be manifesting in your body as a physical symptom, um, relationship issues, addictions, you name it. And while our, our client's subconscious take them to the origin of, of, of that fear, phobia, whatever symptom they're experiencing, uh, they might go to a past life, then perfect, then we navigate that past life. Some of the times, those issues are being caused by spirit attachments, and we help the spirit. So that is, that is kind of how I got into that, and, and what is kind of the difference between that, because um, QHHT is basically, and I know you practice QHHT, is past life regression, right? And the, the healing comes from them, I mean, from the past life, and the healing comes when you contact the higher self, right? Mm -hmm. It does, it does. Yeah, um, it, I find, too, that not only do we visit past lives, we may visit future lives, and we may okay, visit yeah. concurrent lifetimes, we may visit between lifetimes or other dimensions. Okay. So it's, um, it's pretty amazing. Right. Now, something that you mentioned uh, about spirit attachments. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people are mystified by what that means uh, about how they you know they might have something like that. And I know Dolores did not teach that in her classes and it's not something I've come across in her work and um, all the books that I've read of hers and the, right. the videos. Okay? Right. She didn't believe in that. She didn't believe in that. Right. Right. And that's, that's fine. And it's just a different form of work and, um, mm -hmm. It's something different. So how is that set apart in introspective hypnosis? Well, I, my opinion is that once you learn hypnosis, the universe will kind of develop your specialty, if you want to call it that way. And what I mean by that is that you will start getting certain type of clients over and over and over. And that's because I, I, I strongly strongly believe that it's not that we need to advertise to get our clients. Yeah, people need to know where we are and where we work, but the clients are sent to us by their guys because their guys know that we have tools that can help that person, right? Yeah. So um, in my sessions, I get a lot of people with spirit attachments. Mm -hmm. And spirit attachments is, is not possession. It's, it's, it's energy attaching to your energy field. Those are spirits that are lost, confused, that um, sometimes they have not even realized they they, they passed away. They have not even realized their body died. Um, so they need to live out of your energy. It's like, a, it's like a tick, right? You have a tick attaches to you. It lives out of your blood. The tick is not possessing you. But what, it, what is it doing? It is, it is transmitting a disease to you. I think it's Lyme disease, right? right. And when you get this disease, you, you feel symptoms. You feel weak. And because you feel weak, you feel tired, then you have to change your plans. And if you want, wanted to go to the beach during the summer, now you have to postpone those plans because you're not feeling well. Same thing happens to spirit attachments. They attach to you. They live out of your energy. And they cause symptoms. They transmit the symptoms the way uh, maybe the um, symptoms of uh, the way their body died, their addiction, their thoughts, um, the temper, and that causes delays in your path, in your evolution, right? So during the sessions, they uh, will I learn, and and everybody that that takes our class, I, I teach them how to detect them because they are not going to say, "Hey, I'm here. I want to talk to you." They don't want to. They don't want to deal with whatever they have to deal, right? So the idea is that the idea is that we help them understand 
Hey, you are attached to a body that doesn't belong to you. What is the story? We need to always find out the story behind attachment. What, why is it that prevented you from going to the light? What happened to you? How did your body die? What symptoms can you cause my client? You know, um, have you done it intentionally or unintentionally? It doesn't matter. We're going to help you. What, what do you need from us? So I start talking to the spirit like I'm talking to a little kid that is scared, that is afraid, that thinks that uh, if they go to the light, they're going to be judged. Right. So um, we continue talking to them and, and they leave. We don't force them to leave. I don't ask any any other spirits to come and take them out. There's always a, a story behind the attachment and we need to learn the story and help the spirit. It is our responsibility. And sometimes we end up doing therapy on spirits. Yes. Sometimes we do past life regression on the spirits because yes. the technique that introspective hypnosis provides are timeless, can be at, applied at any time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, the sessions that I do of introspective hypnosis, it's just fascinating. We go back many generations, right. um, see all kinds of uh, just amazing patterns that come from, uh, it's just, it is kind of a mix of the things that have attached to a client, past right. lives, um, et cetera, et cetera. Right. In QHHT, I feel that some of the things that a client is seeing may be spirit attachment, but we just treat it differently. Right. We treat right. It a little differently. We go to the origin of it and take care of it that way. So it, right. is, it is different. I, I love that there are so many different paths to get to the same outcome. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Once I learn introspective hypnosis, and once I learned from Aurelio how to detect and work with the spirits, I kind of went back in time. I remember every, every QHHC session that I had, and I went like, oh, my God, there was a spirit attachment there, and I didn't notice. I didn't know them. No, but it's okay. Um, yeah, and introspective hypnosis um, focuses, again, on issues on this life because in our subconscious mind, we have associations, internal maps positive and negative associations and everything that is stored in our subconscious mind is distorted. And sometimes um, we suffer because of that, because we thought that something happened to us and we didn't understand exactly what was happening or what for, what was the learning behind it. Yes. And with the introspective hypnosis, we take our clients to that time and help the client evaluate that. So it's a combination of things, as we said, memories, fears, phobias, sadness, spirits, past life, you name it. You know, We need to adapt to the session. Right. We need to adapt to the session. Absolutely. And now, um, I, I would like to ask about the name introspective hypnosis. Mm -hmm. Introspective is usually something you do consciously. And so do you know how it got to that name? Well, uh, here's the story about the name. When I, when I learned this technique from, because the technique is based on Aurelio Mejia's technique, my teacher, right. um, what I did is I, I made a few modifications like adding more inductions and whenever I navigate past lives, I navigate in a different way, but it's basically the same structure. So um, he was just calling it clinical hypnosis. And in some countries, you cannot call, you cannot say you practice clinical hypnosis if you don't have a certificate. So we started brainstorming with for names and he's the one that came up with the name Hypnosis Introspectiva which is a translation in Spanish, introspective right. hypnosis, right? right? So we used that name for some time, and then the name was changed again. So, okay, so what do you want to call it now? He decided to call it technique uh, method H-A-M, HAM. And I said, oh, really? I cannot use that name in English. HAM <laughs> means something else. <laughs> you know? So he said, Antonio, don't worry. Use whatever name you want to use. Anyway, you're going to make this technique yours. yours. Don't worry about it. Aurelio is that kind of person, very humble, very open, very friendly. And so I, I kept the name. I kept it as Hypnosis Introspectiva for some time. But then I, because I was getting a lot of, most of my clients were in, uh, Hispanic clients. Clients that were coming because they saw me in his YouTube channel or his website. But I was getting started to get more more clients that would speak English only, and then I started teaching in, uh, the the technique. So I I changed it to introspective hypnosis, and I registered the name, and I told Aurelio. But what is happening now that after 
quite a quite some time of of everybody using everybody in our Aurelius group, including myself, a part of his group, were using method HAM. I noticed that when he started teaching this technique, which he has started teaching this, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half ago, he was not doing that before. Mm-hmm. Now they are calling it in hypnosis introspectiva. They went back to the name. Interesting, interesting. So yeah, that's why I, I kept introspective hypnosis. I explained to him the stories. He's okay, totally okay with it. It doesn't matter what you call it. It doesn't matter what you call it, really. It, this, is not, this is not about names. This is about helping the clients. You know? And people that will learn this technique, maybe in the future, you, they will make a couple of changes, call it something else. Right. And that's not a problem. Now, tell me this. I think you bring up an important point. Somebody may change it coming down the line. Yeah. So how do you feel like your work, the introspective hypnosis, differs from uh, Aurelio's? Maybe how did you change it? Well, um, Aurelio uses kind of two, two or three inductions, depending. And he's he's really good at it, and those work for him very well. Uh, I wanted to learn more. I wanted uh, what I de- detected is not, not everybody goes into a trance with the same induction. Yes. So I took some time to learn more inductions. I took some time to learn suggestibility tests, and I've been testing. What I've been trying uh, lately is kind of. I don't want to call it mesmerism, but, but using magnetic passes as I'm in, inducing my clients, clients into a trance and it's working like a charm. Okay. So I incorporated, incorporated um, uh, different inductions. And then when navigating past lives, I navigated past lives a different way, you know, and then the death scene and evaluation and, so on and so forth, because of the background that we have from QHHT, so mm-hmm. so that, that helped a lot. That is the change. Those are the changes uh, that I made, and those are the ones that are working for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, if somebody that learns a class wants to make some changes, I I first ask them to practice introspective hypnosis with a structure that I. It's not that I created the way I understood it when because when I learned from Aurelio, I shadow him for many, many, many sessions. Just the first week when he was in Charlotte, we facilitated 38. I shadowed 38 sessions. Yeah, those are two-hour sessions. You know, and he was doing like six a day and six a day and, and put two more somewhere there, somewhere there. So we did like 38. Wow. Um, so I came up with that structure of what, what he's doing. He didn't tell me, Antonio, this is step number one, step number two, step number three. But if I wanted to teach that technique, I had to create a structure. I had to put any, something in paper like a, and a diagram. Mm-hmm. So what I recommend to the ones that are learning the technique is to practice the technique without a structure until you get bored, until you say, no, I got it. Once you got it, well, start implementing, trying different things here and there, but keeping the same structure. And I'm totally okay with that. One thing that I was very clear, and I repeat it in every class, one thing that I will not tolerate is um, disrespecting the spirits. Treating spirits, spirits as demon or evil or negative entities, I do not believe in that. I do not acknowledge that. And even though they might make, um, they will use special effects, what I call it, will growl at you and make noises and change their voice. Doesn't matter. I never acknowledged that. I never had any issues with them. So um, that is one thing that I told them. As long as you don't disrespect spirits and you treat them nicely, we're here to help your client, which is an incarnated spirit, but we also are here to help that other disembodied spirit that came with your client. We're here to help them both. Um, I'm okay with it. That's great. And so how do people get these disembodied spirits to attach to them? How do they get the kick? <clears throat> well, the, um, there's no rule, but ba- based on what I not only read, but what I, what I confirmed through my sessions, it's number one, like, let's say people, people that were abused, you know, during childhood. Because um, what, what happened when, when you're a kid and you have, you're going through this, you're basically sending an SOS to the universe yeah. at the subconscious level, and then the spirits come and attach to you. I remember I had one of those clients when, where the spirit told me uh, she was suffering. She was being abused, and, and I was, I'm here to help her. 
Mm -hmm. I, I came to help her. I said, okay, but she's okay now. Do, should we ask if the client is okay? So I did a road change. I asked my client, yeah, I'm okay now. Switch back to the spirit. So Mr. Spirit, thank you very much for your help. Um, what you did worked, and, but now she's ready to continue on her own. Could yeah. you please go to the light? Boom. Right then, what else? People vibrating at a very f low frequency. Mm -hmm. um, drug addiction, alcohol, anything that will put you in an altered state of consciousness. Um, and then if you are depressed, so th there are many other reasons. The spirits will, will look for the opportunity to attach to you because they need your energy to, to stay in this plane. Right, right. Well, it was interesting what you said about abuse and the spirits coming to help. <laughs> split personalities, multiple personalities, that it's all oh. a result of, of trauma and abuse. Right, right. Keep in mind that a lot of the issues that our clients bring to the sessions originated during childhood. Mm -hmm. Yes. One thing that I tell my, uh, my brother who has small kids, my, my nephews, and I tell everybody is, be careful with the words that you use when you talk to your kids. Right. Sometimes the minor little thing that was uh, misinterpreted by these, these kids is going to hunt them for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, and during that time of our lives when we were, we were little kids, our critical mind is not developed yet. Mm -hmm. So anything that we go through gets recorded in our subconscious mind and stays there. So, so, so things that staring at, um, in order for things to record in our subconscious mind, um, this could happen through repetition or trauma. So if you tell your kids something over and over and over and over, we're like computers that are being programmed. You know? right. So we, we need to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so before you started doing this work, what, what were you doing before then? And I know that you just left your career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a big step. Yes. Um, I, I mean, my career, I'm a systems engineer, a network engineer. So I work with computers, networks, um, voice over IP, IP, IPPBX, a phone system that worked uh, online. So I was doing that, and I was working for a company for, for the last... 12 years mm -hmm. so <clears throat> people say but that doesn't have to do anything with hypnosis well <laughs> if you try to troubleshoot a network or put a network together or design a network you basically need to design different pathways to to get to the same place right. and then if you're if the information is not getting to one point to the other one what is happening or at what point is that communication stopping so you learn the troubleshooting skills and 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 Coincidentally, Aurelio he's, uh, has a background of electronics. He used to work with computers. And whenever he sees a human being, he sees a, as a computer. <laughs> so you have your CPU, you have the storage, you have, and you, whenever you troubleshoot a client, let's say you're troubleshooting a network, you're troubleshooting a computer. So that is what I was doing for uh, 12 years until this last uh, December 31st. Uh, when was my last day? I uh, had made a decision already to change careers. Um, I was getting not that busy enough with sessions, but with the classes. And I was doing that after hours. It was consuming time. Yeah. I, I was getting exhausted. And I had to stop. I said, okay, Antonio, what is it that you want to do for the rest of your life? You're going to be sitting in front of a desk until you get 65, until you get to 65. Or... You want to stop and start doing that that will give you more meaning to you and others and help more people. So I made a decision and I just started on January 1st doing full-time, I mean, working full-time with hypnosis and sessions. I'm still adjusting. It feels weird. It's, it's, it's difficult. Yeah. You, you talked about the first week feeling like this panic. Yeah, it's like you, you're feeling guilty you're not sitting at your desk at some time, even though you're doing some other things. I was getting ready for the class that we uh, facilitated uh, in, in uh, from January 7th to the 11th. So that first week, I was kind of busy. I didn't even have time to think. And then I had sessions scheduled. Mm -hmm. So this week is when I'm going to start feeling <laughs> the big difference, right? It's like, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still, 
I think discipline is very important. I still get up early in the morning, take a shower, shave, change, and I'm ready. I'm a computer. I always if have, I have, if I have nothing to do at the time, I'll find something to do. There's always a way to review your material for the classes, the presentation, the manual, and I continue writing the book that I started writing sometime. I've been taking some time. Tell me about the book that you're writing. Oh, um, I'm writing a book about uh, my journey. Yes. So, and I think that while sharing my journey is uh, sharing this with other people, is understand that all of us go through that journey and, and help people understand that all, all the, uh, what we call suffering that we had in life was actually training, was preparation for what, what we are doing now. You know, at that time, we didn't understand what was going to happen. But we were in training, and, and I will talk about the support mechanisms that were in place during different times in my life, because you can get lost. You come with a mission, and you can get lost in the way. And in, at every difficult moment that I had in my life, there was always somebody there that kept me in check, that pointed me, point me in the right direction, even though they didn't realize they were doing that. When I talk to them now, I say, you helped me this way, and you didn't. It's like, no, I didn't do anything. So they don't know, but the universe put them in place for you. Oh, wow, that sounds wonderful. You know, I told you yes. uh, before we started recording that mm-hmm. you're the second person from Lima, Peru, to come on this podcast. Oh, and interesting. interestingly enough, this other person from Lima, Peru, um, I can't remember what episode he was, but Franz Jacobson. Anyway, he credited all the people in his life for making him the success that he is because he came here as a child and um, had right. a lot of interesting experiences. But it's so interesting. Maybe that's, I don't know if that's part of your cr- culture. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, absolutely. Um, I was always exposed to metaphysical uh, topics through my father. He was always reading different kind of books and he was always talking to my uncles about what he was reading. My uncles didn't want to know anything about that. They were always treating my dad as crazy. You're crazy thinking about your spirits and reincarnations, right? Okay. And his, my dad read uh, the, the, the book Many Life, Many Masters by Brian Weiss. And I heard a lot of the things from him and it makes sense. You know, I had not read the book back then, which I which I I read uh, almost six years ago. And after reading the book, is when I made a decision: this is what I want to do. But before that, I was exposed to all kind of metaphysical things. I um, I don't know. Somebody taught me how to read tarot cards, Egyptian tarot, and, and um, but I didn't I was I didn't agree on on um, telling people about the future didn't make any sense. You can change the future. What else? Um, Then at a difficult point in my life, I met somebody who is still my friend. Um, If you want to call it shaman here in the U.S., we call him curanderos in Peru. Mm -hmm. And and I I see him seeking help. I needed to understand what was happening to me at that time in my life. I was in my 20s. And after the kind of the third session, he said, well, you, you don't have to pay anymore. If you want to keep coming and just sit there, you're welcome. So that's what I did like for seven months, you know, almost once a week. Yeah, almost once a week. And that opened my mind to a different dimension. I could see how how healing worked and all the things that he was doing, to, uh, doing and using to help others. And it just blew my mind. I said, okay, that's interesting. And then my journey continued. When I talked to him and, I, and, and tell him, you still don't understand what impact you cause in my life or what I'm doing. He said, I didn't do anything. I mean, yeah. you were there and we were friends and, and that's it. But that's, that's the role that they played in my life. And so on and so forth. I had some other people teaching me many other things. Until I got, we got to Dolores and Aurelio. Then recently, um, the Newton Institute, where I studied Life Between Lives. So I'm working on that certification now. Oh, that's and, mm-hmm. and so you mentioned being, I didn't realize that you spent so much time learning about shamanism and spending so much time with this gentleman. Um, do you feel like any of that you use in the hypnosis book or the other work? Uh, well, 
Not really. I, I do not use shamanism because he, he um, the way curanderos work in Peru is they use herbs and, and that, yes, in a way they use spirits. And um, so they use different tools and they use Mother Earth for that. And I, I'm not I'm not using that. But what I did is it, it opened my mind and I understood that there was something else. Because yeah. as he was helping clients and those sessions were in a group, you had like 20 people at the, at the same time, he was, he called it tracing. He was tracing them. He would make them stand in front of him and go back and walk back and forth. And as they were walking against the light, the, the shadows would change, forms would change. And he would start telling people, you have this problem. I see this person in your life. So I was like, what is this? You know, when I first experienced that, it's like, what is this? And the things that he told me about me and this guy didn't know me were totally true. So that's when I said, this is, this is, he's, this is not a charlatan. Right? No, there's more to life than what we oh, see yeah. and perceive. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's the one that said that, uh, I see you moving in the U S and I, I mean, I see you moving out of the country. I see you doing this. And in my life, different people, gave me different messages of what was coming in my life. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Blair Styra, who channels Tabash. Oh, yes, yes. Blair, right? I had a session with him back in, I don't know, 2015. And it was then when he said, I don't know if it was in that session on the one that I had with him the following year. And he was he was channeling and then turned to the right or the left and he started speaking some other language like Arabic or something. And he turned back to me and saying, you guys are telling me that you should start pre uh, practicing your presentation skills because it seems you're going to be talking in front of a lot of people. I was like, I was not even thinking, you know. It's like and years later, I'm, I started teaching uh, live and online. Now with these, these live classes, Last class, we had like 48 people. And, and now, which is going to be a big change and big step, I am, I am, um, have been invited to speak at Shift Charlotte, which is a big metaphysical event here in, in Charlotte. Not only will you have vendors and readers and psychics, but you also have workshops. And in just one day, you have, you have seven workshops going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I'm one of the speakers, and and that's a lot of people. So I guess Tabash was referring to that. Who knows, you know? And then through my sessions, you also get messages, right? This right. is going to happen. Take care of your health. And then as I give for some, told me once, you know, the, you're going to be traveling a lot, so you need to do this. And then a session with Sabrina, who um, is somebody that took my class, a girl that took my class, that once goes back into this deep trance. I went back to a life when she was an energy healing, hybrid energy healing in earth, you know, working with energy. Uh, the name is Altrus, and that session is on YouTube. And, and Altrus started telling me, Antonio, you need to take care of your health. I see you're going to be traveling a lot. You're going to be doing this for a long time. So the same message kept coming over and over and over. So, yes, I made a decision to switch, but, yeah, I was supported all the way. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it made a lot of sense for you to transition to this right. time, right? Because you were driving yourself crazy trying to do it all. Oh, my God. I was exhausted at, at the end of the day. You know, whenever I was teaching an long, uh, online class, I programmed the online class on a weekends. You went to the online class, right? You took the online class yeah. on a weekend. So I was working my, my regular eight hours, Monday to Friday. Uh, Friday at 5.30, we'll start the online class that will go until 9, 9.30. And then you have Saturday and Sunday from 9.30 to 5. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday, I was working my regular schedule again, my full-time job. Okay. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but that's what I had to do. If I wanted to make my practice grow and send a message and put the word out there that this is what is happening, this is what you can do, this is a different help, a different way, I mean, of helping people. I had to do it that way, and I didn't mind the sacrifice. Oh my gosh! Well, how did you get to the point where you felt confident enough to teach it? 
you never you you never feel ready and <laughs> that's one thing that i share during the class right yeah it's like if you want to practice hypnosis and if you want to start practicing introspective hypnosis don't wait until you're ready you will never feel you're ready yeah. it is the same thing i came up with first i had to create the material material and then the uh, structure and then the graphics and then okay now that i have this how, how am i going to support what I'm putting here with videos. So I had to look for the section that I had that would represent each of the techniques. So it took some time and I said, okay, I have it ready. And my first, my first class came all together by itself. I did it in my family room. So I had people from Miami, here from North Carolina, Vegas, uh, from Wilmington, uh, and from New Jersey. So I had five, six people. And that was a live in-person class then? Live in-person class here in my, in my, my house. I had both my projector, my, my screen, um, my, my speaker, you name it. I had the PowerPoint. I was, I was pre prepared for that. Let, let's put it that way. I, I, I think I was prepared for that. <clears throat> and that's a class that I will always take in my heart. You know, it was my first class. And since then, the material and the class and the group has evolved so much, so, so much. So, and it keeps evolving. Uh, and as soon as I get more knowledge, uh, my class will, will keep evolving. Now I have the life between lives uh, knowledge. Doesn't mean that I'm going to teach, life, teach that because I cannot teach that life between life. But it is the concept, the understanding of what happens in, in the spirit world before we come back. Um, Milton Erickson uh, and I'm sorry, Milton Erickson started with um, speaking, I mean, um, putting people into a trance speaking. Oh. But then you have Michael Newton uh, putting people into a trance and going, going to in between lives, uh, memories, which, which yeah. is a different thing. Was beautiful. I have found that spontaneously in some of my QHHT sessions that they'll go to between lives and it is always a learning experience i i'm just fascinated by all of the possibilities oh this work yes um the, the manual created by by him um it, it's amazing all the questions all the questions that that uh, michael newton all the questions that he came up with to ask a spirit meaning your client in the spirit world about the spirit world was is incredible at each station, so those sessions can be very very long, and, and mm -hmm. you can have your, your client just in a trance mm -hmm. easily three hours, just a yeah. trance three hours. Yes, and the induction yes. is very long. Yes, yes, yes. I find that too. I am um, continually working on the introspective hypnosis to refine it so it's not so long it can be exhausting for a client but you know it needs to take as long as it takes yeah michael newton um would take clients to the third estate just with that induction it was so long that he said okay i'm in a trance you know so he would make sure people yeah that, that kind of session is not for everybody you need a you need, you need a specific i don't want to say specific type of trance because I had somnambulistic clients um, going with that for that kind of session because I'm still practicing that technique in order to get certified mm -hmm. and they were somnambulistic however they did not visit all this all all the stations required for the certification so it's yeah. not a matter of the trance it's not a matter of how good you are with the technique in this case you're working with that technique you're working with the spirit guides and the console they send you they send you the people when when they need to get some other information and once you get them yeah you better know what you're doing right you mm -hmm. take them to that so so it's not for every client and it's not for every practitioner it it's uh it's it's difficult yeah right right well i know even in qhht there are certain parameters that you have to follow right and um occasionally I will pull in some introspective hypnosis techniques with a QHHT client, mm -hmm. but then I can't call it QHHT. 
Exactly. And I am working on gaining the level three certification with QHHT. So I'm careful not to cross the streams as it were. Right. And but it's difficult. And it's difficult. It's very difficult. So sometimes I will cross those streams, uh, but just because it's going to be more helpful for the client. Right. And I find that there are, are things that just can't be addressed with QHHT alone. But then of course I can't, count that toward my goal of 125 sessions for QHHT. Right. But it's, um, I don't know, there, there are ways to incorporate different techniques, which is, mm-hmm. which is nice, but th- that it, it ends up being a hybrid. Yeah. And, and the bottom line, Chrissy, is that our responsibility is with a client. No, yes. not with the technique. Absolutely. This is not about the technique. This is not about the structure. This is not about following the step. This is about our clients. I'm helping our clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I had situations with somebody from a different state called me saying, I want a QHC session. I said, do you realize that you have quite a few practitioners in your area? And the client said, no, it has to be you. So, okay, if you want to come all the way, to, to Charlotte, North Carolina, I don't have any problems, you know. Mm-hmm. And what's more, she didn't, she was not driving. She didn't have a car. She did not drive. So she hired a driver to bring her just one day for the session and dri- drive her back. So wow. talk about pressure. You know? Right. Right. The results. And I understood why she, she needed to come to see me in this case. Not, not because of me. I'm not a special. It's because of the technique. And as we were going through that, she had an attachment. She had an attachment. So I had two options. Either close my eyes, I pretend I didn't see or hear anything. Close my ears, I didn't see anything. Just continue with the structure or jump in and help my client, help the attachment, the spirit, and continue working. So you, you cannot guess what I did, right? I, I couldn't help it. I needed to help both of them. But I told my client, just wanted to let you know that this this is not QHHT. This this happened, and I had I needed to help you. This is not QHHT, yes. and um, I cannot call it that way. If you're okay with this, yeah, totally okay. Thank you for helping. Some 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 of them just just want help. Doesn't matter what you call. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think might be one of your biggest successes in terms of helping clients? When they leave my session, they leave my session with homework. Let's put it that way. So they start seeing life in a different perspective. During the session, I'm not only, my intention is not only to transmit love and compassion, is also to transmit the message to them that we're spirits in this planet, which is school. Planet Earth is school. And we came here to learn lessons. So own your lessons. Start feeling, stop feeling a victim of destiny. In everything that you're going through, we chose ourselves. The parents, the parents that you have, we chose them. The, your husband, your wife, it's a contract, right? And every situation you experience in life is something that we chose. So once you make them understand and they, they realize through the session that that is what is happening, they take action. And they said, okay, I'm going, not going to blame such and such for what is happening to me. I, I need to want to make the change. I need to change the perception of what is happening. I guess that is the best, uh, if you want to call it success about the session, is helping my clients see life in a different way. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. A lot of people get, get frustrated because they're not happy. I cannot be happy. I cannot find happiness. Well, let me give you the news. We didn't come here to be happy. We came here to learn. And even though you think you're happy, somebody around you is going to be sad, and that's going to make you sad. So who's going to be happy? Who's going to enjoy being in this school? Those that enjoy learning. Those that enjoy challenges. So, yeah, that is changing the perception. Well, and I find that clients come to me and they say, I want you to fix me. I want you to fix this. Well, there is no guarantee. And even when you go to a medical doctor, a Western medical doctor, they always give you homework, whether it's exercise, take uh, this medicine, 
right. or do your exercises, they give you homework too. And there's right. never any guarantee. And so your healing is really your responsibility. Exactly. All yeah. hypnosis is self-hypnosis and all healing is self-healing. Yes. So you have some people that do not want to be responsible with what they chose in this life and they want to buy a miracle from, from you. Okay, here's the money for the session. In two hours, I want you to remove this pain, remove this problem. Tell me if I should move to this other state. Tell me if I should move, marry this other person. And it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that's why when I, when I teach introspective hypnosis, I know it's a joke, but I tell everybody, during this weekend, if it's a weekend class, or during these five days, if it's a five-day class, the higher self is on vacation. No higher self. Why? Because I think people misinterpreted what Dolores wanted to transmit with her sessions, and they want this higher self to take care of everything. They come with questions that does not apply to what they really need. And I want to know if I should quit my job. I want to ask a higher self if I should marry this other person. I want to ask a higher self what kind of food I should be eating. So you have all those questions being asked to the higher self. And the truth is not everybody experiences a higher self, even though the higher self you is the part of you that is connected to the spirit world, but they have the wrong conception of what a higher self is. And, and so if they don't experience the session according to the book that they, that they read, it's like, oh, my session was a failure. And then on the other side, you have practitioners that depend on the higher self for a successful session. I'm not saying that all of them, right? But there are some, and I know there are some, that think that all they have to do is put the client in a trance, navigate a few lives, and ask the higher self a higher self will take care of the problems. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't. Right. And what is a higher self that's not manifest? Because it does happen. Then you, you're, gonna, you're, gonna, you're going to feel that your session was a failure and the client is going to be frustrated. So with introspective hypnosis, my idea is to give everybody the tools to work on these issues hand in hand with the client. Let's visit this memory and understand what is happening. Let's work on forgiveness, the dual role change. Let's find for the origin of this, I don't know, pain, back pain. Okay, client went back to a past life where in that past life died, cause, died in battle because of a wound, like, like a sword. And okay, well, now that you understand where that pain is coming from, you know that it belongs to that body, not this one. Should we remove it then? Let's remove it. So it's you, it's the practitioner and the client working together resolving those issues. But yes, if you want to call the higher self, you can call the higher self. Even though I address what we call the higher self in a different way in introspective hypnosis. I, I, I thank you for making that distinction because I think many times we're, it's just semantics. We're talking about the same thing. Right. Calling it something else. Right. And something that I tell... Uh, that I tell people learning introspective hypnosis. You might have people coming to you for an introspective hypnosis session that does know anything about QHHT. So if you use the word higher self, they don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. They're confused. So right. that's a term that is, that, that is a term for QHHT and some other techniques, and some people know it. But hey, if you get the average person that all of a sudden is not feeling well and was sent to you or referred to you by a friend because they need to feel better, they don't know what that is. You know, the, the, the clients that I get is the average client, the client that works in restaurants, clients that work on the fields, mm -hmm. um, in agriculture. So they're not, not exposed to metaphysical books or, or events or videos. All they know is, I'm not feeling well, I have these symptoms and I need help. That's all they know. If you tell them, okay, let me call you higher self, when I hear crickets because they don't know what that is. Absolutely. And I do uh, delineate that for clients who are contacting me for this type of work. I say, well, there's QHHT, which talks mm -hmm. to your higher self and, um, you know, is based on metaphysical uh, this and that and kind of define it along Dolores' mm -hmm. terms. And then there's also introspective hypnosis. And you mm -hmm. can usually tell when a client calls where they are and what they're ready for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me give an example. I had a client 
that um, looking for the origin of, I don't remember, XYZ symptom went yeah. to a past life. So once the client goes to a past life, we navigate the past life, we go through the death scene. Once in the spirit world, we'll evaluate the life. What is it that you had to learn? Did you learn it? Yes, no, right? So based on what the life that you just lived, what advice can you give to such and such? Who is my client in the recliner? Right. And the spirit will start telling you, well, he has to do this, this, and that. So, okay, based on what you missed in your learning from that life, what would you tell my client? Which is the same, is the same spirit. So is the spirit outside of the body in that life, but is my client in the recliner yes. who has the same spirit. So it comes to be what? The higher self. You're talking to the higher self, right? right? So that is how I start asking questions for advice. But since my client wanted to experience the higher self, almost at the end of the session, I said, okay, but now I'm going to contact your higher self. Let's ask for permission to contact your higher self, see if he wants to ask questions. Silence. Nothing. Yeah. And I keep asking questions. Nothing. No problem. We continue. It was an introspective hypnosis session. I continued the session. I ended the session. And I said, that is why I don't use the word interest, uh, uh, higher self. Because when you were in, in this past life, you answer all my questions. When you were in the spirit world, that's your higher self. Right. And then I called it higher self. You thought something was something different was going to happen. Something taking up over your body, your move, lips moving by themselves, or I don't know. So that is that is kind of the difference, and that is how I address the higher self uh, in an introspective hypnosis session. Oh yeah, and uh, people don't realize that the higher self is can answer all of those questions. It doesn't matter what you call it, you know. If right. In another life. Right. Yeah. It. it yeah, it's a part of you that knows everything. That is introspective hypnosis. You go within looking for the answers. Mm -hmm. We're not telling our clients what to do. Uh, we're not telling our clients you should do it like my other client that was here a few minutes ago. It's like you take your client in a journey and they get that information themselves. Yes, it's all there. And Dolores even called the higher self the subconscious. The subconscious. You know, psychologists have since called it something else, but it's so yeah. that's not even an, a completely accurate term. Right. So you can use different different names, and all it will do is create a confusion with your clients, depending on their background, depending on the culture, depending of the ethnicity. You want to call it that way. Mm -hmm. True. True. Well, I find even with angels, which is part of the work I do, um, they don't care what we call them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have the frequency of us and you have the vibration of us. That's really what we, we respond to. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. And so, yeah, we get to the client to this state of relaxation where they're uh, accessing this uh, part of themselves, the part of their brain that has all the answers, the part mm -hmm. of themselves that has all the answers. doesn't exactly. matter what we call it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so just in, briefly, what do you have coming up, Antonio? Well, um, I have in March, well, I have in, in, by the end of this month, I have a class in Spanish. I started, I, I'm starting to develop the online classes in Spanish. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the end of this month is Spanish class, introspective hypnosis. I have uh, in February online class of introspective hypnosis. In April, uh, Alba and I are going to facilitate another five-day live introspective hypnosis live. Uh, class, I'm sorry, in yeah. Charlotte, North Carolina again. Yeah. And, oh, and in March I have Shift Charlotte. If you guys want to check that website, it's shiftcharlotte.com. Shiftcharlotte you, you can get all the information. There's going to be some great speakers over there. It's going to yeah. be nice. And all the vendors. Right. Right. All the vendors. All the it, yeah, it's a huge event. And, and it's funny, and I was telling uh, Lori, who is the uh, creator and organizer of Shift Charlotte, mm -hmm. um, I remember that I had this reading with the psychic, and the psychic told me, Antonio, you're teaching this class, and you're doing this in hypnosis, and, and you, I mean, you're good at this, but you're hiding. Nobody knows where you are. You need to find a way to go to metaphysical fairs or events or workshops. And then some months later, months later, 
that memory came to my mind. I said, well, I better start looking for something online. And then I found Shift Charlotte, which I had never heard of before. In your backyard. Right, in my backyard. And then he said, okay, uh, you could apply if you want to be a speaker. There were only seven, seven speakers. So I applied and I said, okay, who knows, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm doing what I, had, what I had to do. Who have known that months later I was going to be contacted by Lawrence and I, I got your application oh. and uh, I would like to talk about you. And I kind of started telling him, telling her, well, this is what I do. And this is, Antonio, you don't need to tell me. I do my research before calling the candidate. So I, I watch your videos, I know your personality. So we, we had a couple of calls and a live, live interview and that's how um, I was able to make it to Chief Charlotte. And, and because, of, because of, I know how attention to detail she is, um, choosing people, choosing vendors, I am sure it already is a success. That Chief Charlotte is a success already. Is, is, I got a, a small uh, taste of it when they when we went to the uh, pop, Christmas pop-up market um, in December, last December, and it was great. But this is bigger now, so I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, that's going to do th huge things for you, I think. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, I haven't even heard of you before and the introspective hypnosis. It was a QHHT client of mine who is now doing some other work for me, and oh. she mentioned that she was going to be taking the class. I said, what is that? <laughs> and, <laughs> and I immediately signed up. So uh, it just happened to be word of mouth, but it seems like you're just bursting all over the internet now. You've got a great YouTube channel and a lot of your, your videos are up there. They're wonderful. You, you do the online classes. Um, and then if somebody wants to get in touch with you and find out more information about you. Oh, they can, they can go to my, my website, www.antoniosanjo.com. Sanjo is S-A-N-G-I-O. Okay. Uh, or they can go to introspectivehypnosis.com. Right. It's the same website. Right. Oh, um, Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I'm really glad. I'm, I feel blessed how things are going now. But I mean, I, I need to credit Alba Wyman, who is my friend. She is the one that has a lot, she has lots and lots of followers. And whenever she can is, okay, people asking her, Alba, do you teach this? I don't teach this, but Antonio teaches introspective hypnosis, go check Antonio. And then we decided to teach the class together. And we're always going back and forth. She's always sending me clients. I'm always talking about her and that is how we grew together. So I'm, I'm very grateful to her as well. Oh yeah, Alba Weinman is very well known in this yeah. metaphysical hypnosis community yes very well yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. i was thrilled in the on live online class that you brought her in so that was nice to see her and talk to her oh yeah she does that from time to time she has her own user and, and password and she knows that a lot of the people that go to this class to that class are her followers so whenever she can whenever wherever she is sometimes she's in a different country she just look she lets me know logs in and talks to to people for like 30 minutes whenever she can is it's not always i know this is recorded i don't want people to think that alba is going to be in every single class uh no whenever she's available she joins and and gives tips and tricks if you want to call it that way uh, for 30 minutes and i and i really appreciate that oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah it's i've been working together since i mean um alba didn't have uh, i think Alba was not uploading videos when i met her Really? We started, yeah, we started uploading videos because that's the way I learned from Aurelio. Aurelio was uploading videos, so I started uploading videos. And I told Alba, Alba, you should upload videos. And I tell this to every, I tell this in every class, even when she's there and I'm not lying. And she will tell you I'm not lying. I said, Alba, you should upload videos. I said, no, Antonio, I can't. You don't understand. You get Hispanic clients. We Hispanics want to share everything about our lives. I get Americans, and they're very private. Say, oh, but just ask a question. Maybe we'll see. Okay. Right. And one day she calls me, Antonio, one accepted. Well, I was going to share one video. Good. And then the other one, and the other one, and the other one. And I had quite a lot of videos. I mean, I had more videos than her. And then all of a sudden, she went like, Voof! skyrocketed. You know, yeah. and she has not over, I don't know, 25,000 followers and I don't know how many videos and she's a success. Yeah. Be because I, of the, the videos and her great work. 
Yeah, I'm trying to get to that point too. I'm just a little shy about doing the videos. Uh, I've got a wonderful volunteer who transcribes all the sessions and okay. what the best sessions we, we kind of prioritize. So okay. he transcribes sessions that'll go into a book eventually, but yeah, I need to step up my game and put out oh. videos. Well, yeah, no, 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 we need to do it. It's, it's not comfortable to stand in front of a camera. It's not comfortable to stand in front of people, but hey, this is what we, we have to do. Right. Alba was telling me, uh, I don't feel comfortable about a camera. Alba, you have to do it. And, and she's been doing it. Everybody can. Everybody has to do it. You know? Yeah, I think for me, it's the editing piece. It takes so long to edit. It's, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it, kind of where I get stuck. And it, having the soft, software and the storage and all of that. It, it, it takes some time. A lot of my sessions in, on YouTube are in Spanish. So mm -hmm. I've been putting English subtitles on the uh, the ones that I think are very, very important to share. Uh, and some people say, why don't you translate more? It takes forever. It does. I was, yeah, it takes forever. And I was having a full-time job, plus the sessions. So maybe now I have more time. I don't know how you did it all, honestly. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Well, well great. I have to give credit to my wife, who uh, Catherine, who's also been supporting me. And I've been able to do all this stuff because when, whenever I was uh, either working my full-time job or doing hypnosis, she was taking care of everything. I mean, the house, paying the bill, I mean, sending right money for the bills yeah. and organizing and responding emails. So, oh my God, it, she's a blessing in my life. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, I wonder if you asked for volunteers, if, people would step up to help out with the translations, with the videos. With the oh, yeah, absolutely. Somebody wants to translate my English sessions to Spanish. Awesome. And, and I'm from Spanish to English. More than welcome. Please let me know. I would I will love that. Like, it oh, is to share the message. Yeah. Well, maybe from this uh, podcast, we can get some volunteers for you. Who knows? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I would love for that to happen. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Um, so in the show notes, I will put links for Shift Charlotte, uh, for AntonioSangio.com, for introspectivehypnosis.com, make them live links so people can access them. Um, if there's any other information that you would like to have people access, you know, you can send it. Oh, yeah, my Facebook page or well, on the YouTube okay. channel, you said it. So, yeah. Yeah, perfect. We'll put all of that in the show notes. So Thank you. That's it. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Antonio, I know you're a busy, busy man and you've got so much going on. I am Thank so you. grateful that you have given your time so freely for this. And in full disclosure, anybody who's listening or watching this on YouTube, listening to or watching this on YouTube at all, I had a rookie mistake and completely messed up the time conversion. So, oh, this is a problem. Getting in at the getting in at the last moment, and Antonio, you're right there with me, and so patient. No problem, no problem. Thank you very much, Chrissy, for the opportunity for having me here, and for asking all those wonderful questions. That would actually allows me to spread the word and share the message what I'm trying to transmit to my clients and to the people that want to learn introspective hypnosis. You know what? I'm thinking actually about taking the class again. Because I wow. feel like I've forgotten as much as I learned. Well, come to the live class. Come in April. I want to do that. Come can in you, April. Can you come to Kansas? Oh, like, uh, April's not possible, unfortunately. But oh, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, people have been asking from different states, when are you coming to California? When are you coming to... And, and, and the truth is that when we organized the class, uh, only one person was from Charlotte. I mean, not even Charlotte. It was North Carolina. It was in Asheville. Somebody had just moved to Charlotte, yes. Uh, everybody else was from, was from out of state and a few from different countries. So it doesn't matter where you go. You're going to have people that want to learn this technique go to that location. So we decided to keep it in Charlotte because it is cheaper, because Charlotte is a hub, so it's more accessible. And the location is great. Hilton Garden Inn at Waverly Place. Um, has you have everything within walking distance it's like a small town hall i don't know it's not a shopping center or town hall it's like a small city beautiful yeah. and uh you have whole foods you have um all kind of restaurants 
what else? You have CVS if you need, gas station, McDonald's. So if you want to invest in the hotel, you don't need to. Because this is what I, that is what I experienced when I went to other trainings. I went to a hotel and there was nothing around, so I had to stay at the hotel and and pay the prices for the food of the hotel. So in this case, you have complete flexibility of where you're going to go to eat according to your budget. It's not a problem. So well, that's why we always we, we're thinking for now to keep it in Charlotte. Okay, that is a great location. It yeah. is. Well, I'll have to think about coming to do that. If you ever change your mind, I tell you, Kansas City is a beautiful place yeah. to be. We've got... Oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Um, now, I need to think how to do it because I bring a lot of equipment for the classes. I don't, if you if you check our last video, yeah. you will notice that I brought nine zero-gravity chairs. So they can, whenever they practice... They had these chairs, and then I have my uh, video system, you know, video production system, and the speakers, and the microphones. And it's a lot of equipment that I bring. I don't rent it. I own it. And since I have the uh, technical background, I, I, I'm okay managing it. So, yeah, that is why, that is another reason, right, why, why I keep it locally. Why Charlotte? Okay. I put everything in my van and pff, take it there. Well, everybody should take this class wherever you're teaching it online too, um, because it is is very very helpful and it's wonderful. If you practice any type of healing, any type of metaphysical practice, even psychics, Reiki, I think it's wonderful for every modality that yeah. people do. Uh, uh, who knows? Maybe you're going to discover you have a gift right when you come to the class. Uh, it has been happening. We had Heidi. We had. Sabrina, and lately, which is a video I uploaded recently, uh, Valina went into a trance, and well, we discovered she was a channel. Yes, so. yes, uh, that's uh, that's quite amazing that you just find out that you can have these hidden hidden gifts that are that are yet to be discovered. Right, right, right. exactly. Anything can happen it, in a safe environment. You know, you're very well protected, safe environment. Right. You, you're gonna have me there. You're gonna have Alba there. So not nothing ever goes wrong. Right, even in QHHT, also in QHHT, I should say, also in QHHT, mm -hmm. anything can happen. Things that you can't even imagine right. happen. Right, you and it's meant to happen. That's the beautiful part. Yes, just <laughs> waiting for that opportunity. Right, right. To show itself and blossom. Mm -hmm. I know, it's so exciting. Well, would you consider being on again in the future, Antonio? Absolutely, whenever you want, Christy. Just let me know. Oh, wonderful. Good, good. I know I will have so much to ask. Okay, good. and I'll be more than glad to answer to those questions again. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Antonio. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Stephen Farber, and I'm an author, teacher, psychotherapist, and shamanic practitioner. On my podcast, Healing for Your Soul, I welcome some amazing guests and introduce you to some healing techniques like earth magic, working with nature and animals, and really getting to the heart of what is keeping you stuck. I want to help you deepen your spirituality and let go of blocks that are holding you back. Let me help you in this journey called life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network. Subscribe and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.